Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Mornings with the Holy Spirit, pressing in daily to the power and presence of God. We're going somewhere today, and I'm so glad that you're here with me. As a matter of fact, I'd love to see you on Sunday at my church in South Florida, Awakening House of Prayer. We have services at 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m., two different messages, two different prophetic worship experiences, two different encounters. I'm there all day to minister to you. We have altar calls for the laying on of hands, for the power of agreement in every service. We are there to help you live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. Amen. Speaking of which, our second service is not streamed online. You can stream the first service, the AM service online, 1047 AM. You can even become a web church member and be part of my virtual life group and I can be your virtual pastor. But listen, that second service, it's School of the Spirit at AHOP. We're still church, but we are going deeper, equipping in the things of God. And I want to invite you to go over there and track with us at schoolofthespirit.tv, we are wrapping up a series on developing spiritual discernment, and we're launching in just a few weeks a series on activating the nine gifts of the Spirit. This is not just another teaching about the gifts. This is going to be explosive. This is going to be filled with impartation. This is going to be very practical, and you're going to begin, if you've got the faith, to walk in a higher plane in the spirit dimensions, activating the nine gifts of the spirit. Go over there to school of the spirit.tv track with us. If you're in the region, just come on by. Use the code mornings. That's your code. Use the code mornings. That's a discount code just for you because you decided to join me this morning. Today's devotion is from victory decrees, daily prophetic strategies for spiritual warfare victory. And today's devotion is titled when spiritual witchcraft attacks. My, 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 my. When spiritual witchcraft attacks, isn't this timely? 
When spiritual witchcraft attacks, some of you are like, well, I don't know what witchcraft is. It's a power of the enemy that makes you confused, frustrated, forgetful, exhausted. I've done a lot of teaching on this, and we are in a heavy season of warfare. So let's hear what the Holy Spirit says about this, and let's pray on this for a minute. Let me get you free from that so that we can get our back up against the blessing instead of up against a wall. Here's what I heard the Lord say. The spirit of witchcraft may attack you, but don't bow to it. Don't run into a cave and hide with the demonic imaginations attacking your mind. Listen, don't repeat Elijah's mistake in running away from Jezebel after a great triumph. Mm. Know your enemy, says the Lord. Don't be ignorant of his devices, but know me, the God of your victory. Mm. Stand and face the attack head on, and you will cast down witchcraft's swirl against your life. You will not fall, says the Lord. Come on. Come on. Don't let witchcraft take you out. Don't let witchcraft take you down. Today's scripture references 1 Kings 19, 2 and 3, 1 Kings 19, 9, and 2 Kings 9, 22, which speaks of Jezebel and her witchcraft. That's where it's coming from in this season, although it does come from many other principalities in other seasons. Today's prayer and decree from the devotional. Father, I bow to Christ and Christ alone. For the temptation to bow to the warfare is real. Strengthen me to stand against every weapon that tries to prosper against me. I decree the glory of God insulates me from Jezebel's witchcraft. I declare witchcraft bounces off me and returns to the sender in the second heaven. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we exalt you today. You are the most high God. You are the ruler of rulers. There's rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in high places. But you are, Jesus, the ruler of rulers. And you are the most high God. Spiritual perfection in heavenly places, in heaven, on the throne. That is where you are seated. We shall not forget where you are and where we are in you. Jesus, seated at the right hand of the Father, ever making intercession for us. My God, my God, my God, my God. And we are seated in Christ in those same heavenly places. Father, would you help us today to understand these spiritual dynamics at a deeper level? We've read your word. We know what the word says. We know that we're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But somehow when the witchcraft comes, that truth escapes us. We have to refocus our mind, recenter our mind. Would you help us, Lord, not to forget who we are? Because we know that one of the attacks that witchcraft launches is an attack against our identity, against who we are against what we can do, what we possess, the weapons of our warfare that are at our disposal. The enemy wants to cause us to forget, cause us to retreat, cause us to run, to flee. But we say no. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus even now. Even now, that is our legal position. 
Despite the reality of our living condition, despite the reality of the flood, the onslaught of the enemy, despite the reality of everything that seems to be going wrong from a natural perspective, we choose to keep our minds set on things above and not on the things of the earth. We choose to keep our minds set on you so that you can keep us in perfect peace like you promised. I said, witchcraft can't steal our peace. Witchcraft can't steal our joy. Witchcraft can't steal our strength. We are strong in you and the power of your might. So help us, Lord, today to remember to exalt you and not give place to the enemy to not give him that toehold, to not give him that foothold, to not give him that stronghold. We're not giving him an inch because we know he'll take a mile and then some. So we praise you, God, because you are the Prince of Peace. You are the King of Kings. You are the ruler of rulers, the captain of the host. You are the most high God, the spiritual wickedness in high places that Paul warned us about are no match for the most high God. You're above, seated far above principalities and powers. That is the position of Christ, seated far above principalities and powers, seated far above witchcraft, seated far above Jezebel, seated. He doesn't even have to stand up to defeat the enemy. He's already defeated. Jesus died on a cross, spoiling the principalities and powers, putting them to shame openly. And he leads us in a triumphal procession, a victory march. So, Father, we proclaim our victory, even though we don't feel victorious. We proclaim our victory because you died to give it to us. We will not forfeit this fight. We will not back up, but we will push back the darkness of witchcraft that is intruding on our atmosphere. We will push back the darkness of witchcraft that's trying to bring confusion to our minds. God, we know that you are not the author of confusion, but of peace. The enemy's coming in trying to mess with our peace, but you are the author of our peace, the author of our faith, the author of our joy. You are the source, the root, the root of Jesse, the son of man, the faithful witness the high priest of our confession. So we choose today to say what you're saying about us. We reject the vain imaginations of the enemy. We evict these seeds, the demon powers planted in our minds through subtle thoughts that were almost unrecognizable when they were launched. The fiery darts launched, the seeds planted. We uproot these things in Jesus' name. We will not bow to witchcraft. We will not bow to Jezebel. We will not bow, but we will stand. And when we've done all we can do, we will stand. You're seated so we can stand. You're seated in heavenly places next to the Father, the right hand of the Father. And because you're seated, we can stand. Because you finished the work, we can stand for your truth. We can execute your victory. We can walk in our authority that you gave us. It's not just any authority. It's not a subpar authority. It is a perfect authority, a delegated authority. You gave it to us and we're going to use it. We're not. I just saw a flash of a, of a vision 
And I saw that some believers, I'm hoping it's not you. Oh God, I'm hoping it's not you. But some believers have stored their authority in a box. You've got your armor all folded up neatly in a box. Your authority is in a box. The weapons of your warfare are stored away in a box. And the Lord would say to you today, it's time to dust off your armor. It's time to strap on the helmet of salvation. It's time to sharpen your sword because the season of warfare is upon you, says the Lord, and you must get in the fight. And the Lord would say to you, you will win if you fight. But if you do not fight, you will see the terror of the enemy come into your home, come into your mind, come into your atmosphere. You will see him gain an advantage over you if you do not begin to dress yourself for battle. If you do not begin to wield the weapons of your warfare, I gave them to you to use them, not to leave them in a box, not to set them aside, but to constantly wield them against the warfare that's continually coming against you. And the Lord would say, begin to discern what is going on. It's not always just a bad day. It's not always a coincidence when everything goes wrong at once. But the enemy has chosen strategic times to come against you like a flood, to come against you with an onslaught, to come against you with tag-teaming devils that have the mind to steal, kill, and destroy your life. But the Lord says, if you will stand armored up, if you will stand with your weapons, if you will stand in faith, you will overcome. In this hour, I'm just asking you to stand, and I am giving you the grace to stand against the hurricane force winds, against the tornadoes, against the tsunamis, against these attacks that seem ceaseless. The Lord says, just stand, and you will see my salvation, but you must stand dressed for battle. You must stand armored up. You must stand with your weapons in hand. And you will see that I will fight for you and with you and through you as you stand, says the Lord. So, Father, we put on our armor right now in Jesus' name. Come on. Some of you, you got your, you got your, you got your armor all packed away in a box like those winter clothes that you only wear every few years because you live in a warm climate. I live in South Florida. I don't need warm clothes. Guess where, I guess where my warm clothes is. They're in a drawer somewhere, buried, because I don't ever have to access them. That's how some of you have treated your armor. You got it packed away somewhere. Maybe you've been on top of a mountain for a while, and you're like, well, I, I don't really need these armors, these helmets, these swords, these belts, these shoes, these breastplates, and that is when the enemy will come in, is when you are unprepared. So, Father, we put on, come on, let's do this as a prophetic act. We're fighting from a place of victory, but we've got to do it God's way. We've got to do it his way. What's his way? We're armored up. We've got our weapons at our side. We understand our authority. We're not laying it aside. So let's put on these weapons. Let's do this prophetic act. Let's put on this armor. Come on. Let's do this as a prophetic act. Yes. Father, we thank you for the helmet of salvation. God, we're so grateful. We're so grateful that you rescued us. 
You delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. That gives us the right to stand for your truth in our life without compromise. Because you saved us, because you pried us out of the enemy's hand. Your hand is stronger than the enemy's hand and no one, nothing can snatch us from your hand. Because we believed in your son, that he died on the cross to pay the price for our sins and rose again on the third day. Because of that, we have the right to strap on this helmet of salvation. Combats the vain imaginations. The enemy goes for our mind. The battle is in the mind. But we will put on this helmet of salvation. We will combat the lies of the enemy trying to tell us who we are, who we're not, and what we can't do, and what he's going to do. The fear tactics of the enemy shall no longer work upon us. We put on that breastplate of righteousness in the name of Jesus. We put it on. Come on, put it on. Get up out of your bed. (laughs) Pull over your car. Put it on. Put on that breastplate of righteousness. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. The righteous are as bold as lions. We don't need more pussycat believers. We need lion believers. L-I-O-N. Like the Gadites. Karabasha, rababasha. The Bible says the tribe of Gad, the Gadites, they had faces like lions. They knew who they were in God. They knew who their God was upon them. The anointing they had to fight the Gadites. The righteous are as bold as lions. The Gadites had faces like lions. Set your forehead like flint and run to the battlefield because you will win. Know who you are. Only because of him. Put on our belt of truth in the name of Jesus. We strap it on. Come on. Strap it on a little tighter. Don't wear it loosely. Let yourself feel that it's on. Strap it on another notch, that belt of truth. We put it on in Jesus' name. It's the truth that sets us free. It's the truth that keeps us free. It's the truth. Jesus himself is the truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Father, help us to walk accurately in the spirit. Help us, Lord, to walk in that truth that sets us free and keeps us free. Lord, if we are believing a lie of the enemy, would you help us today to see the truth, to see through the lies to the truth, through the lies to the truth, through the lies to the truth. In Jesus' name, we strap on that belt of truth. Come on. We put on those shoes apiece. Come on. This is a prophetic act. Some of y'all need to get dressed. I don't care if you're in your pajamas. That doesn't bother me. Get dressed in your armor. I go through seasons where I would do this every day until I got it. It's a prophetic act. It's a reminder. So, Father, we strap on those shoes of peace. We strap on those shoes of peace. We lace them up and tighten them. We thank you for the shoes of peace. We will walk in peace. Walking in peace is spiritual warfare. When the enemy can't take our peace, he goes to try to find somebody else's peace to take. He has no peace. He doesn't want you to have any either. So we put on those shoes of peace in Jesus' name. We walk in peace with our eyes fixed on our heavenly Father. Take that shield of faith. We lift up that shield of faith even now. 
We can't fight the good fight of faith successfully long-term without holding up that shield of faith which quenches all the fiery darts of the enemy. I just see in the spirit like flaming missiles, pop, 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 pop. It's like it's coming from more than one source. This is a key for some of you. Those fiery darts, they're coming from more than one source. They're coming from more than one source. This is a revelation for somebody. They're coming from more than one source. You think you know the source of your attack. But for many of you, those fiery darts are coming from more than one source. That's why they're coming so rapidly. No one demon could fire that many darts at once. They're coming, they're coming from different angles, aren't they? They're coming from the right. They're coming from the left. Obviously, obviously, when the fiery darts are coming from the right, they're coming from the left, they're coming from the front, they're coming from the back, they're coming from above, they're coming from below. Obviously, they're coming from more than one demon. So, Father, help us to keep our shield of faith up and have the dexterity to turn, to pivot, to block the fiery darts, no matter where they're coming from. And, Lord, show us where they're coming from. Help us to bind these demon powers that are intent on destroying our lives. We know they can't succeed. We know they can't prosper. But boy, Lord, don't they try. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. But my goodness, they're trying, God. The fiery darts are coming hot and heavy, fast and furious. Give us the dexterity to turn on a dime, to be flexible in the spirit, to hear your voice. In Jesus' name, we lift up that shield of faith. Come on. We take our sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Father, help us renew our minds with your word so that the attack on our mind cannot prosper. When our minds are renewed, when we are full of truth, when we're lovers of the truth, when we can rightly divide the word of truth, when your word sanctifies us and cleanses us when we're washed with the water of your word that battle against our mind will not prosper it will not succeed it will fall it will fail it will falter so father help us to take up our sword of the spirit and to let that sword come through our mouth as we speak forth your word jesus did warfare like this it is written 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 that's how he used his sword Help us to find the right sword because there's different swords in the word. The word is full of swords. Although the word itself is a sword, the word is full of different swords for different occasions. Swords that bring healing. Swords that cut through the plans of the enemy for many different attacks. So help us, Lord, to find the right sword in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We thank you for the whole armor of God. And we thank you, Lord, for our weapons of warfare, which are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. We thank you, Lord, for the word, the name, and the blood. We overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And we love not our lives even unto the death. Help us, Lord, to be selfless. Help us, Lord, to be willing to lay it on the line for the gospel. Help us, Lord, to walk in the center of your will, because we know that is where we are safest. We may have warfare in the center of your will, but we can be assured when we're in the center of our will that you really are fighting for us. So we will stand 
and see the salvation of the Lord. But we will stand armored up like you told us. We will do our part. The battle is yours and you fight so many of our battles. We never even see half the warfare that tries to come against us because you've already fought it off. We know that. We know how much, well, we don't even know. We don't have the, the half of an idea, but we know you hold back a lot more warfare than what we experience, God. We know that you're holding a lot of it back. We know that you really are fighting a lot of these battles. You're sending angels to fight a lot of these battles, but you've not called us to lay around and soak. You've not called us to lay around and sulk. You've not called us to lay around and just hang out. You want us to live armored up. You want us to live with our sword in our hand and our shield of faith in the other hand. Get a picture of that. Get a picture of that. Sword in one hand and the shield in the other hand. And yes, there's seasons of rest and there's seasons of war. We are in a season of war. So help us, Lord, to remember that, not to let our guard down, not to let our shield of faith down, not to lay our sword down, and not to put our authority, our weapons, and our armor in a box for storage. Come on, we just helped some of you pull your, your arsenal out of storage. should never put your, look, you can't send your armor to the dry cleaners. You can't, you can't put it in storage. You can't put your weapons in storage. You got you to gotta dress for battle every day because every day is a battle. You might not have to fight. The Lord fights for you. He expects you to be ready. Amen. He expects you to be ready. Amen. He expects you to be ready. Every battle in the Bible, every war. You see time and time again how he sent confusion into the enemy's camp and he did different things. But the people of God always had a part to play. It wasn't just like they stood there and watched God do it. Sometimes it was prayer. Sometimes it was preparation. Sometimes it was worship. Sometimes it was a specific strategy he gave them. We always have a part. So help us, Lord, to do our part. Because we don't want to be lazy warriors. That's how we get smacked one way. So we praise you. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Share this with somebody because we're going to pray now about what to do when our back is against the wall. I know some of you feel that way sometimes. You might not feel that way right now, but you'll feel that way at some point because it always happens. Maybe it's deadline pressure at work. When I was a freelance journalist, I owned my own companies and I would have so many deadlines because I always tended to take on more than I could handle and the enemy would attack me. And then not only did I take on more than I could handle, but the enemy came in and attacked me and put me further behind. And I would have so much deadline pressure I would literally feel like my back was against the wall and I had nowhere to turn. Some of you, it's just full-on spiritual warfare. Some of you, it's, it's home and family pressures and your marriage is suffering and you feel like your back is against the wall. Maybe your spouse is giving you ultimatums. Maybe your boss is giving you ultimatums. Maybe the enemy is giving you ultimatums, the devil. Maybe you're, you're sick and you've been sick for a long time and you've gotten a diagnosis and, and, and they're saying, you know, you've got six months or you've got six weeks or maybe you've got six years and you feel like your back is against the wall, like you have no options, like you're out of options. But you're never out of options as long as you serve the Lord. Moses, it looked like he was out of options when the Red Sea was in front of them and the Egyptian army was behind him. That's having your back against the wall. He had nowhere to go. He had nowhere to, to run. He was done for, but God. 
but God, but God. And maybe some of you can relate to that. I know I deal with these kind of things and you must too. So what do you do when your back is against the wall? There's a certain way that you should pray. And I'm going to pray these with you. I'm going to pray teach. In other words, I'm going to model this for you. This is what you do when your back is against the wall. This is how you pray because that's the, that's what you do. You pray. And then God maybe will show you something else to do after you pray. But when you feel like you're out of options, you've got to pay your mortgage and you've got no money because you got laid off because of a virus, your medical bills have piled up. I'm telling you, you're not out of options because God is still on the throne. But many times it starts with prayer. There's certain kinds of prayer. There's a certain kind of sword. The first one is Philippians 4. Six through seven. I'm going to pray this prayer over you. Okay. I'm going to pray this prayer for you. I'm going to intercede for you right now, but you can pray this for yourself. Father, Father, help us not to be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let us petition you in faith. Help us. Father, you've not given us a spirit of anxiety, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And so we're coming to you with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving. And we're letting our requests made known to you, God. We need your help. We need a divine intervention. We need you to help us because our back is against the wall. We don't know where to turn. We don't know where to run except to you and towards you. Show us, God. Let your peace, let the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. God, we can't afford to be scatterbrained right now. We need to hear your voice very, very clearly. Our back is against the wall, and we know that we know that we know that you have a way out because you are the way. So, Lord, let your peace, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus even now. Father, help us. Help us. Help us because we can't do anything without you. Help us to cast our burden on you. Help us to cast these, this is Psalm 55, 22, and I'm paraphrasing, but these are the scriptures that I'm jumping off of. Psalm 55, verse 22. Father, help us to cast our burdens on you, to cast our cares on you, because we know that when we cast our cares on you, you will sustain us. So Lord, help us just to give it to you. Give us, help us Lord to, 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 to come boldly to the throne of grace, to find grace and obtain mercy to help in a time of need. Lord, we cast our cares upon you because you care for us and we know that you will sustain us. We cast the worries on you. We cast the fears on you. We cast the doubt on you. We cast the unbelief on you. We cast all of this on you. You will sustain us. You are able to make us stand. Your word says you will never permit the righteous to be moved. And you are able to make us stand. So, Father, we thank you that even though our back is against the wall, that as we cast these burdens on you, we're going to be lighter. We're going to be more nimble. We're going to see more clearly because we're not burdened down with baggage from the enemy. Psalm 34, 17 through 19, and obviously I'm using these to jump off of. This is not all in the scripture. Psalm 34, 17 through 19. Father, we thank you that when the righteous cry for help, you hear and deliver us out of all our troubles. We're so grateful, and we are the righteous only because of Jesus, but we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. 
And we're crying out to you for help because our back is against the wall and we don't know where to turn. And we know that you hear us because if we pray anything according to your will, you hear us. And if you hear us, you answer us. And your word says in Psalm 34 that you hear us, you hear us, you hear us, and you deliver us. You don't just hear us. That would be nice to know that we're heard. But you don't just hear us, you take action. When our back is against the wall, when we cry for help, you hear us and you deliver us out of all of our troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. We're so grateful. We're so grateful for your deliverance. You are the deliverer and we thank you. We praise you. We exalt you as deliverer. There's no other God like you. You're awesome in power, mighty in battle. Deliverer God, deliver us today. Now Isaiah 40, come on, I'm pray teaching you now. I'm showing you how to get, get you back out from under this wall. Isaiah 40, verse 30 and 31. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall be fall exhausted. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, Lord, break this weariness off of us. Lord, break this exhaustion off of us. God, we will wait upon you. Because we know you have the strategy. We know you have the blueprint, the battle plan. We know you have the way of escape. You are the way of escape. And we will wait upon you when our back is against the wall. We will not panic. We will not fear. We will not falter. We'll wait on you. You're going to show up. You're always on time. You're never late. You will come. You, you will come to our rescue. You will renew our strength as we wait because you said you would. Father, help us mount up with wings like eagles and get that prophetic perspective. We want to see like you see. Your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Your ways are higher than our ways. But when we mount up with wings as eagles, we're going to get that 30,000-foot view, and we will see rightly. And the overwhelm will disappear. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And I bind that fainting spirit in the name of Jesus. I break the powers of that fainting spirit off of your life in Jesus' name. Finally, Matthew 6, 34. Come on, this is helping you say amen. Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, Jesus said, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So, Father, I just break that the power of anxiety off your people, that anxiety that comes when there's nowhere to turn, nowhere to go, when we can't see the forest for the trees, when we don't see the way of escape, we don't even know if you're hearing us, we can't hear you and we feel blind. That anxiety, that fear, that terror that comes when we are right at the last moment of rescue and there's still no sign that you're showing up, we will not be anxious about tomorrow. We will not be troubled about tomorrow. We will live in the now because faith is now. Faith is now. We will believe you now. We will stand in faith now. And we will stand and see the salvation of the Lord. So, Father, thank you for delivering us out of this impossible situation. When we've got nowhere to turn, we can always turn to you. 
When we've got nowhere to run, we can always run to you. When nobody else will help us, when our mother and father forsake us, you will always be with us because you are faithful. When we're faithless, you're faithful. You're so good. And we honor you and we exalt you because there's no other God like you. You're perfect in all of your ways. You're a wonderful, wonderful God, wonderful counselor. Thank you, Lord, for clarity. Clarity is power. Thank you, Lord, for wisdom. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for revelation. We're putting our trust in you fully, completely, totally, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God is good all the time. Get on the email list, jenniferleclair.org. And if you want to send a donation, you can do that at jenniferleclair.org slash donate, jenniferleclair.org slash donate, cash app, dollar sign, I am Jennifer LeClaire. Text the word pray, 754-701-2161. Do the PayPal, paypal.me slash jenniferleclair. The Venmo is at jenniferleclair and PO Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. 33303. God bless you. I'll see you later on. Have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seers ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.